and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Yvonne Queen Pin. Guys, of course, we're finishing up part two with of my interview with Steve Friedman. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back. So, okay, you know, we see why you wrote it, but okay, what is it exactly that you want readers, or should I say, is this just specifically for caregivers, is this also for teachers, or for anyone in general who wants to know more about um, people with special needs or what it is to care for someone with special needs? Who is this book for? Yeah, so we talked earlier about the independence team. I think it's really definitely for everybody on that team. So parents and caregivers, siblings, grandparents, aunts and uncles. Um, inf- there's just a lot of information that we all need to know and be aware of. Um, but there's also a great benefit for other professionals that um, that interface with our loved ones. So you mentioned teachers, therapists, um, uh, employers, doctors, all those people, some of whom have been well-trained to um, interface with people with Down syndrome and other special needs and others who have not, but still, you know, under it's a really critical for them to understand the nuances um, of people specifically with uh, Down syndrome. I think for everybody that reads the book, there's two approaches that I would recommend. One is to read the book um, front to back for awareness. So it's important that everybody's just aware of what the opportunities are, what the challenges are, when we need to do certain things, uh, the mindset that we've talked about earlier, regardless of what age your your child with Down syndrome or other special needs is. The second thing is it's a resource. So if you read through the book and your child is um, 15, then you'll really focus on those chapters and those um, areas where there are actions for people with children that are teens, and especially as they approach 18, which we've talked a bit about earlier. Um, and so, so after, so at that point, it may be a book that you pull off the shelf, flip to the certain pages. Uh, there's a thorough index. There's lots of resources. There's a lot of actions after each chapter, which identify what stage of life um, you should use this information for. So it's easy to kind of use as a reference book uh, to dive in and get things prepared and um, uh, for the next stage of life. And then you may put it back on the shelf and pull it back off when they're 21 or when they start work or when they're looking at um, housing options. So I think there's a lot of uses for the book from a wide range of people within their community. Awesome, awesome. Okay, you talked about employers, and mm-hmm. you, for those that don't know, you also go and you help businesses understand how to deal with certain groups. So what would you want an employer to know about the hiring process and dealing with someone with Down syndrome or special needs? So I think that it's important that 
both the potential employer and certainly the parent or caregiver recognize that this is not a charity case. So we're not offering our children or young adults out there to um, to work and ask for somebody to please pay them so that so that they can um get some income. Now, these people um, with Down syndrome or other special needs have talents, and they can bring those diverse talents and approaches to the workplace. And workplaces need that diversity. We've talked about diversity uh, uh, when we were on last time and talked about diversity of, of everything from uh, background to introversion and so forth. And this is just another aspect of diversity that, that companies need to approach as a positive for their work team. So I would certainly advocate that they don't look at this as charity, but as an opportunity to improve what they offer as a business. Um, they do need to understand and learn about the nuances of with whoever that individual is that they hire. You know, it, we all, regardless of whether we have special needs or not, we all have different motivations. We react differently to uh, different approaches from other people. And so that's the same in this case. So it's important that the um, self-advocate and their caregiver sit down with the uh, employer and just understand a bit more about, you know, how that person works, how that person is motivated, uh, what challenges they might have. Perhaps they need additional communication devices in order to, um, to do their job uh, and that the employer should uh, listen intently and then uh, help to bring the full uh, benefits of that individual into the workplace. Okay, so employers, business people, you know, small businesses, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. This is what you need to know. <laughs> so, yeah, because I, I, I find that a lot of people, you know, it becomes this thing of, well, it's affirmative action and we're kind of helping the parent out or we're kind of, you know, we're giving this person a sense of independence. And it's like, that's not what you are doing. <laughs> you are hiring mm -hmm. an employee. You're doing the mm -hmm. same thing you do. With everyone, you're hiring an employee because if you're saying I'm giving you a sense of independence, then you you need to say that to every employee you hire. Right. That's right. So. Yeah, that's tr that's true. I, I would also advocate that that the parent or caregiver do um, quite a bit of homework with their self-advocate before they go out looking for jobs. I mean, there are state um, and local agencies that will help um, people with um, intellectual disabilities find jobs. Uh, some of those are maybe very good at what they do. Some of them may be very bad at what they do. Um, so whether you're working through an agency like that or you're working directly with potential employers, it's important that the parent and the self-advocate sit down and talk about what are you interested in, right? Um, what do you what do you enjoy? What would you like to do? Would you like to um, uh, interface with other people or not? Would you like to be on the computer? Do you like, if you like music, then maybe there's some things we can do that are, are related to that or in the music industry. So first to find out what, what the individual really likes, something that we should have a conversation with all of our kids about, and, and then to really seek out those employers. And, you know, we can certainly talk about it's in the best interest of the employer, but we do need to find those employers that are that have the right mindset as well. So it like you said, if they're just thinking they're doing a charity work or they or somebody in their HR department said you need to hire somebody with with disabilities and so that's what they're doing, then that's probably not the place that you want 
for your um for your loved one so you need to really do some homework on what's what's available um and what kind of culture they have in that environment and how they can provide support and opportunities to grow for your for your loved one and that is not every place is ready for that unfortunately and yes we can advocate and we can you know stand our ground but we need to find the right places that will provide those opportunities and treat our loved ones with the respect that they deserve now, you said, we're going back to the book, you said, you know, people can go back and look at those chapters that pertain to just them. Is this a book that you can reread in its entirety? Because I know sometimes, you know, it is easier to go back to those chapters, but is there something, is, is, is this a read where people can go back and say, you know what, I may have missed this the first time? Oh, certainly. So, um, I mean, you can read it from start to finish as many times as you'd like, but I, I really think that after you read it that first time, there there's enough, um, there's a lot of um, opportunity to use the book as that resource. So whether you look at, at the table of contents and the details of each chapter, or in each chapter at the end, there's a... Um, and at the beginning of each section, there's plans and actions that are covered in that section. So you can look at each section and understand which ones of those do I need help with now? And it talks about what stage of life um, those would apply to. There's also an index at the back. So if you're looking for specific things like uh, guardianship or, or employment, you can use that index to find the specific pages or sections that will apply to it so that, uh, yes, you can read the whole thing. But in reality, sometimes we're just we just need information and guidance on a certain thing or we need a resource on how to find inclusive college programs and so that's out there or housing and so so i would say it's certainly something that i would read once for awareness and find out kind of where you are and what stage you're at and what um, the immediate challenges are and then you can flip back as as life events happen okay so was this a book that you consulted with um, you know, like psychologists or therapists on, or was this something you strictly wrote from your experiences going through as a parent? So I was very fortunate to um, work with some very talented experts along the way, really two groups that I worked with, experts in areas that I knew we need to bring expertise. So medical experts, um, uh, reviewed everything, added a lot of details and, and comments and resources for the book, financial and legal experts that added a lot as far as the um, uh, benefits and, and details around social security and so forth, legal items like guardianship. So they added those to the book. Um, and I also had a, another group of people that added a lot to the book, and that was various different families that I uh, met along the way. So recognizing that Gwendolyn has her own path, and that's a unique path, That, but there are so many different paths that different families um, uh, have challenges with and succeed with. And I wanted to represent those in the book. So at the end of each chapter, there's what I call a, a family feature. So a different family that tells their story and tells their challenges. It's related to kind of the general topic of that chapter. But I think that as, as people read through the book, they'll see themselves in, in the book. 
I mean, a lot of the things are life stage related. So you'll, you'll find that information is helpful, but I also wanted people to relate to the families that are there and say, you know, I definitely get it. I understand that. So it makes it more personal. This is not an academic book. Uh, there are other academic technical books out there. This is a, a family book written by a family with a lot of uh, expertise thrown into it and meant for families to read and benefit from. Awesome. I, you know what? And and I, I love this because, like you said, it's from families for families. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it does read more differently than something coming from a doctor or coming from, you know, a financial, strictly from a financial analyst, sort of, you know, mm -hmm. all the experts, because Anyone can give you the textbook, but I'm always the person that I say, if you need to find out something, go to the people that are experiencing it. So I really That's have right. to say thank you, because in other words, you were able to be transparent in this and saying, hey, you know what? This is what my family has had to deal with. This is what my family has had to handle. And you're not the only one going through this, mm -hmm. you know, because I, yeah, we, we, we had the conversation before we started this interview and, and this is what I love is for people to find out, Hey, you know what you're, you're going through this, but you know, here, you're not the only one, you know, here, here you go. So thank you. Thank you so much, Steve. Well, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, for, enabling me to share the story and the information because I think there's opportunities for many families that feel like, like you said, often feel like they're alone. Um, and what they're dealing with is it can be very overwhelming, but they're not alone. There are many other people that have, have, uh, have had the same sort of challenges and found ways to um, succeed with their, uh, with their loved one's best interests at heart. And this information inside the book is just one of those resources that I think families need to have to keep moving forward. Awesome. Awesome. One quick question. How do you, how do you suggest that a, a family or a parent or caregiver go about reaching out to other families? Because we often know how to reach out to the professionals. You know, a doctor is going to refer us to a therapist or refer us to, you know, some sort of organization. But how do we reach out to other families and say, hey, you know what, I need to know what your experiences are? Yeah, I think that's great because, um, yeah, there are a lot of great resources and professionals out there, but um, really understanding what other parents are going through and how they've overcome the challenges that might be in front of us are really helpful. Um, practically every community, certainly in the U.S. and around the world, has a Down syndrome association um, related to it. And so I would certainly encourage people to find that local Down syndrome association. There's a link in the book. If you if you don't know it, you can certainly Google or you can utilize this link to find your local Down syndrome association. Join and go to a meeting, uh, whether your child is a month old or 30 years old. 
um, because there are parents there that have the same challenges that you have. And there's going to be people there that have been there and done that and people that are going through the same challenges at the same time. And that organization can also bring in other resources, financial planners, um, teachers, people that um, understand the social security system that can help you with ARDS and IEPs in, uh, in school. So there's great resources at your local Down Syndrome Association. Yes, yes, yes. And for those of you who know, if you've been watching me on TikTok, I'm a big proponent of IEPs and 504s. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's it. But yeah, so okay, we've been hinting at your book, we've been talking about your book, but we haven't told anyone what the name of your book is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the book is called The Essential Guide for Families with Down Syndrome. And so I think, um, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about the title of the book, and I do think there's just critical information that I myself didn't know until I did the research. And I found that most of the families that I talked to did know a lot of the stuff, weren't getting all the benefits that, that were due. So I do truly believe it's an essential um, piece of somebody's journey. And I also think it's for families with Down syndrome. So it's not just for the caregiver, but it is for, as we talked about earlier, siblings and other uh, um, relatives and other people that are in their lives for them to be aware of this information. So that's the name of the book, The Essential Guide for Families with Down Syndrome. And you can pick it up on Amazon, or you can just come to my website, which is beyonddownsyndrome.net. It's uh, .net, beyonddownsyndrome.net. And there you can find all sorts of information. I've put out uh, blogs with lots of information. I've got a YouTube series called March to Independence that comes out starting in March. Um, you can certainly pick up the book there. There's other resources and information there. So uh, check out the website and um, find the information that you're looking for. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And is that also where they can find the quiz? Uh, so for um, Beyond Down Syndrome, I don't yet have a quiz. Um, I'm, I will have a quiz sometime in the future. What you can find there when you subscribe and it's all free and I certainly do never ever abuse people's email or or uh, information. But when you subscribe, you get uh, access, you have access to all the information that I described earlier. You also get a free um, independence plan worksheet so you can download it and then you can adapt it to your um, personal situation. You can update it, save it, send it, but it's got step-by-step -step information. It, it references different sections in the book that if you're looking for more information, but you can utilize the worksheet without the book if you choose to. And it's got information about independence teams and housing and work and, and just the overall independence plan. And it's a mechanism to help you track information and see what is next. So that is free and available on the website. The quiz that you were mentioning, um, I have several quizzes on my other website, which is beyondintroversion.com. And so people can certainly check that out. But um, all things Down Syndrome is at beyonddownsyndrome.net. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for both websites, because believe it or not, for those that don't know, I have actually found out that I'm an introvert with extroverted tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> And, you know, we, we talked about for those, I will put the, the link to those episodes as well, because we did talk about that and what introversion actually is. Um, and that's definitely not to, to take away from what we are talking about as in at right now, but 
definitely. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for shedding light on both topics. And thank you for sharing your family's journey. Because like I said, I know it's not always easy to be transparent because a lot of times we want to hide and we want to show, dare I say, the social media version of our families as opposed to what is going on behind behind closed doors. So thank you so, so much. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for providing the platform for these important topics, because it's just an opportunity to get the word out to people that are looking for information and resources. And, and uh, there, there is help out there. So I would encourage people to reach out. Guys, I hope that you got all the gems that Steve was dropping. And if you need to go back, remember part one was last Wednesday's episode. So of course you won't miss a thing. As always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping.